I'm Russell Mills, and this is KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. On Super Bowl weekend, there was a hack of a water treatment plant near Tampa, Florida. Now, we don't know if it was related to the big game. We don't know who tried to tamper with those chemicals, nor why. The attack could have come from inside or outside the U.S. It could have been a serious attempt to do harm, or it could have been some kid trying to figure out what he could or couldn't do. We don't know, but what we do know is that incident has sounded alarm bells across the country regarding cybersecurity within critical parts of our infrastructure. I spoke to an expert. Kevin Owens started his company about 20 years ago with an emphasis on cybersecurity at critical points of infrastructure. Here's our conversation, unedited and in its entirety. Thanks for listening. So this is my favorite kind of interview. It's completely cold. I've I've not talked to you. I don't know you. I kind of know what we're going to talk about, but start by telling me a little bit about yourself. Your name is Kevin Owens. And um, what's your background here? Because it's pretty specific to what to the topic. Uh, Yeah. So uh, my uh, company is uh, Control Cyber. We're headquartered there in Norman, Oklahoma, but we handle projects all over uh, not just in Oklahoma, uh, but the, um, okay. So control cyber is it, I'm sorry, is a cybersecurity uh, type outfit or. Well, uh, cyber, but also physical security. Okay. Um, so because it's not just a cyber issue, there's uh physical aspects that people need to worry about as well. Okay. So you you guys work with companies and or governments or both, a mixture of them, to secure what? What are we securing here? Uh, Primarily critical infrastructure. So that's water, wastewater, electric power, uh, manufacturing companies. So we're not just talking... I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. So we're not just talking about... Um, you know, protecting ourselves from identity theft here. We're talking about, like, national security all the way down to the safety of your drinking water, the um, the security of your supply of electricity, et cetera. True? Yes. All right. So how long have you been doing this, and how how'd you get in that business, Kevin? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, well, I got into designing control systems uh, uh, for critical infrastructure a little over 20 years ago. And it was during that process I started to learn um, that people weren't thinking about cybersecurity. They were wanting to connect this operational system into their business network so that they could have greater visibility of what was going on in the process and didn't have to walk across a large parking lot to get to the control system. So these control systems handle a lot of the day-to-day things and it's all automated systems, very little operator control. So that poses a potential vulnerability should somebody be able to get into that system? And if it's not built with a certain amount of security in mind and, and backups, that could be dangerous. 
Yes. So decades ago, these systems were all isolated systems. But as technology progressed, people wanted access to that information and would connect their systems in to the business networks. Well, a system that was designed 20 years ago didn't have any concept of security because it was an isolated system. Now, when you connect it to your business corporate networks, you are now exposing something to a new attack vector. And, and then these systems... I'm sorry, and then you connect that business network to the internet, and now it's the wild, wild west, right? Right. And these systems, I have seen systems that have not been uh, patched in years and sometimes 10 or more years since they've ever had a patch. Now, I know you know Windows, you've got to put those patches on every month. Imagine not putting any patches on for years. Okay, so what's troubling here is some of these systems that have not been patched for a decade, and you're right, that is unthinkable. It, that's like driving a Model T, I mean, literally, maybe even horse and buggy, um, 10 years down the road because of the pace that technology has evolved. And some of these systems that are on these older um, unsecure systems are critical. Like, for example, <laughs> we saw the story about uh, an attempted attack on a water system in Florida near Tampa uh, over the weekend of the Super Bowl. And that is what prompted my friend to contact me and say, hey, I know a guy who's an expert on this topic. That's how I came to be speaking with, with Mr. Owens today. And I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you pick up the thread from there, Kevin. So the event that happened, um, it was actually a successful attack in that the malicious actor did get into the system and did physically via mouse click on the screen and manipulate the system and one of the things they changed was a, a level of a chemical uh, which is like lye that's found in a lot of drain cleaners they changed it from 100 parts per billion to 11,100 parts per billion and that was a successful change. Now, the only thing that saved them was there was a very observant worker on that system for the city of Oldsmar who saw it happen and went in and changed the values back to the correct settings and also disabled that remote access to that system. Now, if that person had not been so observant and so responsive, bad things most likely would have happened in that city. All right. So a, a couple things. First, I'm not sure um, how dangerous that amount of lie would be, but I would, I would guess that would be potentially very hazardous to people's health. Secondly... 
I read that article um, yesterday. I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, what? So, yeah, I clicked on that headline. And, and like I always tell people, I actually read the article. And at towards the end of it, and I know you did too, and towards the end of it, they said, well, you know, we would have, it would have taken two or three weeks for this much of that chemical to, to get, you know, widely dispersed in the system. And we would have um, detected it. There were things downstream from that process where we would have detected it before it would have become a major problem. That's what they're saying. But it occurs to me that detection only happens after a problem occurs. <laughs> so I'll let you... You know, you tell me if you think that that argument that they're making um, washes. Well, again, I'm not very familiar with their system, but I've uh, worked on a number of these projects um, all across the United States. And in systems smaller than 100,000, you know, serving 100,000 people or less, uh, those systems are not automatic. So a lot of it is manual water sampling, and then they have to take that samples and ship them off to an outside laboratory. So they might not get the results for days. By and, which point, that, that would be um, a problem. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and, and I was just going to correct the, the system. The water would have been dispersed to the people within days, not weeks. So that water would have gotten out to people. So the burning question hadn't been caught. The burning question here, then, um, Kevin, if I could be so bold, is: I mean, do do we have similar systems here in Northeast Oklahoma, specifically in the Tulsa Metro, anywhere that could be potentially liable to this kind of attack? Well, I've been working closely with the Oklahoma Rural Water Association. the The biggest difficulty is. These small towns don't have the resources to get someone in there to help them. So all of these systems, uh, if they serve 3,000 people or more, have to go through what is the America's Water Infrastructure Act, OEA. So there are regulations that they need to perform a risk and resilience assessment by this June. There's over 8,000 of these smaller systems that need to be assessed by June of this year and updates to their emergency response plan by the end of this year. I'm sorry, 8,000 in, in, in the United States across the country? Uh, yes, a, okay. little, a little over 8,000 in the United States. Gotcha. Okay, go ahead. Uh, but uh, So the larger systems have already hit those timelines and if it had to do this. So this is a, a perfect timing, a perfect storm for this small town because they may just be starting their efforts and this happened. So there is plans that are in place to help some of those, but it all depends on how well they're working on it. And I'm starting a project tomorrow morning in a different area of Oklahoma to work on this exact system or type of problem. And are you seeing that problem? I mean, are you seeing it in our um, 
in our rural water districts where they've got this old deprecated equipment and that's that's not secure from hacking and and is there funding i guess this is two widely divergent questions but is there funding out there to actually address it so there there are problems and some of these systems are antiquated enough that they are not interconnected with business networks yet so there are there are quite a few that are still not connected so that's a that's a good thing from a cybersecurity point of view but as the years progress the odds on that connection happening are going to be more and more so fixing it now is a good thing and is there funding available regrettably when it comes to cybersecurity there is very little funding um, like USDA and other funding mechanisms available for cybersecurity. If you are upgrading things, you need to clean out a, a river or a lake, clean out the branches. If you need to worry about physical problems, like with your pipes or your valves, or you need a backup generator, there's funding for that but not so much for cybersecurity yet. So one wonders if this incident in Florida might spark some interest in Congress or at the state legislature in, in you know, ponying up some dough because the, the it just sounds like um, a 17-year-old who really wanted to could create a massive, uh, you know, terror incident, to be perfectly blunt, and that's that's what it sounds like. This thing in in Florida was a, an attempt at terrorism, and I, I'm I may be mischaracterizing it, but it certainly wasn't because they were trying to make people healthier, right? Well, we're, we're, again, we're not sure who one who did it, and second, what their motives were. That's fair. And third, um, if they actually knew what they were doing, because they may have not known at all and we're just changing things to see what would happen i don't know what this is which goes Let back to my it. theory of a 17 year old in his mother's basement i mean we you're right we don't know but it's troubling that it that it was possible and it's troubling that it could happen here in oklahoma now you said the larger systems and i'm going to presume that that would include you know tulsa metropolitan like the the city of tulsa's water system um generally speaking is already what prepared to handle this or prepare or has the, the testing available to detect a problem before it gets out of hand or, or where, what is our status? Do you think? Uh, I did not work on the Tulsa effort. So um, I know they have had to comply with that uh, risk and resilience assessment, but uh, again, I'm not sure who performed that work. Fair enough. Okay. Well, you can't answer what you don't know, and I appreciate you being honest about it. To be really, to be perfectly blunt. Well, this is this is interesting stuff to me, Kevin. Do you do you have a like an over, overarching solution, or is it simply, hey, we need to address this, and yeah, it's going to be painful, but we need to come up with the money to get it done, and we need to get it done by June. Well, it's, it's a combination of things. Again, I know the smaller cities, um, 
you know, are really lacking the resources. Um, you know, as for Congress fixing something, the current OEA, America's Water Infrastructure Act of 2018, was put into place because somebody hacked a water system back in 2016. So it took Congress, and again, they manipulated the system, not as bad as in this particular case, but they manipulated the system and stole financial records for all the customers, uh, millions of records. Um, and that's why Congress pushed this act through, but it took a little over two years to get this pushed through. And, and it went into place October 2018. So that's one of the problems. If we are waiting for Congress to do something, It'll be 2023, you know, at the earliest before something actually comes through. And the problem with that is it's more regulations. And, again, it's probably going to be lacking funding to do this work. So there are resources that are out there. Um, the American Water Works Association, AWWA, they have a – uh, a website, and if you go to awwa.org slash cybersecurity, they have quite a few resources out there for free, as well as some standards. Uh, I'm on a number of those standards boards. And so going through some of those fundamental things will increase the security and resiliency of these systems. So hopefully but, there may be some county commissioners or some managers of some of these systems out there that, that hear about this and want to check out that website. So I'll say it again. It's awwa.org O-R-G, slash cybersecurity. Um, yes. All right, Kevin, I, I hate to do this to you, but we've got a thing here in about 10 minutes that I absolutely have to do. And I need to go get no ready problem. to do that. But I, this has been a really interesting conversation. And um, I'm going to ask you after I stop the recording, I'm going to ask you to share your phone number with me because I may want to follow up with you again. Or I, I also have a, another news team that I work with over at Fox 23 that I think might be interested in this this angle as well. Are you okay if I give them your number? Sure. Okay. Outstanding. Um so while I hate to, to do this, I have taken up almost 20 minutes of your time now. So I'll say this. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up, Kevin? Uh, just um, you need to concentrate on this now because uh, once, you know, malicious actors start seeing this in the news, you have more and more people wondering what they can do, as you so aptly put a 17-year-old sitting in his mom's basement is curious on what they can do to their local system. So right now you have, I would guess, thousands of people right now looking at water systems inside the United States to see what they can do. Can they get their 15 minutes of fame? That the time is a to act is now. Yeah, that is a disturb, disturbing thought. And and for those of who, out there who will argue, well, we shouldn't be talking about this 
because that puts ideas in people's heads. I'm going to I'm going to come down with with uh, Kevin on this one. The news is out there, and and what we need to do is we need to prepare for you know the possibility that somebody could act on that information. So Kevin, uh, very much appreciate your time. Kevin Owens, Owens, a cybersecurity expert. Especially as it relates to infrastructure, I appreciate your time very much, and hopefully we can talk again soon. Thank you. You've been listening to KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. I'm always looking for stories about the people, places, and politics of Oklahoma. I'm easy to find on Facebook, or you can always email me and the entire KRMG news team. The email address is news at krmg.com. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for the listen. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.